I would not want to draw conspiracy theory. It's unprofessional to do that right now, especially on air. But I do not think it is a coincidence. I do not think it is a coincidence. I don't know if he was killed. I wouldn't say he was killed. That would be too much to say. But then I think it wasn't natural. Of course, anyway, no death is natural. But I don't think, I don't think it was a coincidence. Welcome to episode 12 of Reactions. My name is Mr. Sal. Joining me today are my... <laughs> I've started though. Yeah, I understand. Hey, understand. Why are you guys. laughing? I don't understand. Hello guys, there's something happening behind the camera that you guys cannot see, but yeah. I'm happy to be here. I hope you guys have had a lovely week. Let's, um, let's get down to business. And uh, Mr. Houston Wachuku. Hmm. Hello. What's hello? After all that's gone on behind the scene, you're saying hello. Hello. Where have you seen? Where have you seen camera that they are shining? They are waving hand at like that. Well, that's <sighs> I think this. Then we have Valerie in the background, our camera woman. She's like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she lives in Zuba. <laughs> you can let's get serious. Like we have very serious important issues to yes, talk about yes, today. Yes, yeah, so yes, yes, we do. We cannot be laughing. Yeah. Anyway, before we start discussing today please um like this video share this video subscribe to page 36 tv on youtube and comment as well if you have any opinion on whatever we're going to discuss today please share your opinions um what are we talking about first today so the chief of army staff the former chief of army staff ibrahim atahiru was killed in a plane crash alongside 10 other officers last week Friday in a military plane crash very close to the Kaduna International Airport in Kaduna State. Um, so there are many speculations. So what I want us to talk about here, guys, you know, so after the plane crash, there was so much um, speculations as to what happened to the chief of army staff. You know, how could the plane carrying the chief of army staff of a country just crash? You know, we had several crashes earlier on. I think within three months, say so we mm -hmm. had like how many? I don't know the particular figures, you know, but for the first time, I think. In a long time. Yeah. We have had our chief of army staff crash, at least since the beginning of this um, democratic, democratic era. Yeah. You know, so some people say he was murdered because of his approach um, towards the fight against insurgency. Some people actually said he was very serious about ending, uh, ending insurgency and, and the insecurity in Nigeria. Um, there was even a video on Tunde at Nut. I don't mm. know if you guys saw that video of some villagers where they said that they was, saw two... That was false. Was that false? That was false. Yeah, it was an old video from was way back. Yeah. It was an old video from Okay, way back. yeah, so that came up. I thought we would bring that up as well. So we're discarding that one. So what did you guys think about this? What do you think happened here? Is this is this negligence? Was this an assassination? Or what do you think? Because we don't know. We can only speculate and allege, you know, based on 
what we think, you know. So as young Nigerians, I would like us to to react to this, you know, to the plane crash of the CUAS um, last week. Mr. Houston, do you want to go first? Um, first of all, I'd like to say it's it was a very tragic it was a very tragic um, scene. It was a very tragic thing to <clears throat> to happen to anybody. Yeah. I sympathize with his family and every other concerned Nigerian with regards to the loss of, I mean, it's, it's a national loss. So, but then it's, it's not, I mean, they say fool me once. Mm. It's not, it's not, a, it shouldn't be considered a coincidence that a beachcraft or aircraft, military aircraft could crash, could crash mm. a third time in less than six months. And this time around, it's not just crashing. It's crashing with about 13 people on board. The first one had about how many people? And it was just the second one that had one person. That was the one that crashed in Borno State. Mm -hmm. But this is, I think, this is the most we've had in this, in, in, in this quarter, or in this um, short term, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they said something about picking the black box. I don't know if it's just me, but since 2005, since they crashed the Bellevue situation till date, mm -hmm. I've heard of people celebrating the discovery of black boxes in Nigeria with regards to plane crash and all that. And I've not seen, like, I've never like heard of or seen the um, after... The end result the, of the investigation. Exactly, the result of the investigation of mm -hmm. such this thing. So I do not understand where people, people were celebrating that they finally found the um, black box. Before then, let me cut you short there, okay. yeah? On the same day when the incident happened, the Nigerian armed forces, they released a statement immediately and said that it was due to bad weather. Yeah. You know, so exactly. they already concluded already. It was, I think, the next day we got another report saying, exactly. oh, they found the black box and they were going to Exactly. It's like bad weather. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, have, I, have a, I have a senior or a very experienced airport, um, Air Force um, pilot in my estate that stays mm. in, my, in the same place with me. And, I, I, I see him go like he flies out to the, he flies out in and out of the country on the regular. As a matter of fact, he's actually flown the president. He's been an opportunity to fly the president before, right? I've never like like I've never I, and from what he says, I've never really had a conversation with him. But from what I hear him talk to other people about um, people who are interested in his occupation, he talks about how highly maintained or the high maintenance that is involved with regards to um, Air Force the Air Force aircraft and the rest mm -hmm. of them. So. I wonder, you can't tell me it's weather. I think it was crass of them to have come out to say it was the weather immediately without even investigating what, what happened. They came out, they brought specialists and all that to TV. I don't know if that was damage control. I mean, which- I think it was very suspicious. Of course it was very yeah. suspicious because you come out and tell us it was weather. I mean, we've always had this weather um, problem with every aircraft and how come? We've not had, especially with commercial aircraft that are always in, always in the air. We've never had situations where we had to lose anybody or we experienced a um, plane crash since 2012. Was 2012 not the last before this year? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, does it mean now that, are we, are, we, are we at the point where commercial aircraft or private aircraft are now being maintained better than mm. um, government aircraft that, mm. are, that have so much budget behind them? So, I don't understand, but then I still maintain that it's a lot more suspic suspicious. There's probably a lot more sinister stuff going on there in the Air Force. Than but, but in your own opinion, what do you think happened to the series? I would not want to draw conspiracy theory. It's unprofessional to do that right now, especially on air. 
but I do not think it is a coincidence. I do not think it is a coincidence. I don't know if he was killed. I wouldn't say he was killed. That would be too much to say. But then I think it wasn't natural. Of course, anyway, no death is natural. But I don't think I don't think it was a coincidence. Okay. Hey, Okwa. Um, like Houston said, I'll use this opportunity of the although I didn't do it on Twitter, I'll use this opportunity to commiserate with his family. Yeah. And join the rest of the country to mourn his loss and whatnot. But and, I don't and the other ten officers as yeah, well. Yeah, and the other and the other ten officers. Mm. Uh, I feel I feel like there's a lot that has not been said. I feel like once again body language should lead the headlines. Do you think there's a lot that has not been said or you think there's a lot that will never be said? Probably never. Probably never. So Houston has covered the long and short of everything that's happened with the with respect to the crash. So yeah, only God knows when we'll hear the details of what has happened or what happened to the former chief of staff, the chief of army staff. But government is a continuum, so we have to we mm. have to move but, forward. But do you think the government coming out to say, okay, bad weather, does that make them look good or make them look bad? You know, coming to say bad weather. You know, because bad. when you come out to say bad weather, we expect before a plane takes off, you know, there, there are experts that actually look at the weather to determine whether this plane should take off or not. Mm -hmm. You know, when Kobe Bryant died, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, there, there, there were reports that came out later, you know, that said the pilot was actually asked not to fly. Mm -hmm. You know, but he still flew. We don't have that kind of communication in Nigeria. You know, mm -hmm. so if you come out and tell us, okay, oh, it was bad weather, you know, who ordered the, the, the plane to move despite the bad weather? I, I think I think that bad weather was just supposed to come out and then people swallow it and then we move on with our lives. You understand? So we, this this is top brass of the military. Hmm. Yeah. The military is known for precision. Forget whatever state they've fallen into because of poor management from the, from the top and whatnot. But the military is still the la one of the last few standing institutions in Nigeria where things have to be done right, you understand? So if you think about the whole chain of command, it is your chief of army staff who is flying. Mm. It is, everything has to be kept pristine. Listen, my dad used to tell me about when he was in, when he was uh, a um, trainee, was he trainee? Um, what what do they call it now? Officer and airman, you understand? No, an officer, yeah. That if they were at the parade and they guessed that the plane that was going above the parade was the chief of air staff, mm. they would keep still everywhere until that plane finishes flying yeah. over the, over them. You understand? That's how you know. Army. That's how the military, the armed forces operate, you understand? So for you to hear that, this is not a, this is not a private yeah. a, a, a private or a passenger and plane. And a plane carrying the chief of army staff. Exactly. So yeah. I, think, I think we may not, we may never get to learn the long, long and short stories of what happened. Of this happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, President Muhammad Buhari and Vice President Yemi Osibanjo were unsurprisingly, in my opinion, hmm. absent at the funeral of the late COAS. But the president received the uh, the most backlash, yeah, hmm. for refusing, yeah, because nobody cared whether the vice president was not really there. So they really cared whether the, the president was there, you know, and the president failed to attend. So later the spokesman for the president came out 
and he blamed it on the president's love for the people. According to Gabashew, he said that if the president had come out, there would be too much commotion, you know, in the city, in the streets of Abuja. We have never really seen <laughs> worry move, though, you know. Like, back in the days, you know, you will know when Olusegun Obasanjo wants to pass a certain area. Mm -hmm. Like, it will block certain roads, but it's, what, it's just for a couple of minutes, not really hours. Mm -hmm. Then, when he's going to the airport, they will block the airport road, Normally, I think that should happen in, in most countries because mm -hmm. the president is going on, on an official whatever, you know, but I don't think I've ever seen or heard that this president is about to go from here to here on the road. He doesn't even go to the mosque, you know, but Gabashevo came out to say that this is the reason he doesn't even go to Central Mosque on Friday. He, he would rather pray um, at the Asurok Villa because... But the, too many people love him too much that if he comes out, there's going to be too much commotion, you know, so he did not want to cause any commotion, so he decided not to come out. I have to look at this thing very technically. Looking at a country like America or other countries, your head of the army, I believe their presidential um, activities or, 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 or there's a presidential role that the president ought to to play at that at that various ceremony you know i don't know why did Buari not think it's worthy enough for him to be there or why do his advisors not think it's worthy enough for him to be there or am i wrong does the president actually need to be there mm. i think i think when you look at what the president has said over a period of time yeah whenever we have lost our military uh, military men you hear him say they had paid the ultimate sacrifice mm. now i don't care what his handlers tell him mm. but as a general this you know i've been talking about this on this on this show that for for a bit warriors not looked like a general at all mm. you know i don't want to give into conspiracy theories about whether he's the one who is there or he's not the one who is there yeah. there are certain things that spark in your body as <laughs> they say what's a soldier, always a soldier, a soldier, you understand? Yeah. There are certain things that come to you now. You want to tell me now that on January 15th, when you go to Lay Wraith, mm -hmm. that will be more important than honoring the, 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 the final prayers or the final rites of your chief of army staff who died. If he was not picked by, if you had not tapped him to fill in that position, he mm -hmm. wouldn't be there. Do you understand? He'll yeah. probably be with his wife who was seen openly crying and was unconsolable at the, at, at the mosque. You understand? Now, Listen, Sal, mm. I think for a long time, Buhari has checked out on us. We are the ones who are covered in all this belief that we have a president who is there, who is... No, Buhari does not care about all of... He's in his retirement age, peak of it. Do you understand? After office, by, by 2023, it's, it's downhill for him from there. Do you understand? So I think Buhari wants to draw the maximum out of what he's doing. So that's all he's interested in. Whoever soldier comes, soldier go, the barrack remains the same to him. Oh, Mr. Houston. Let's um, let me just remind that this is the commander, um, commander in chief of the armed forces. Mm. You know, so he just lost his next man, and he doesn't deem it fit to. Well, normal they come up with excuses and excuses upon excuses. If if you say he lost his next man, I wonder. I think he made up for it with sending the. Oh. sending the chief of defense staff who came there to make a lot of blunder anyway that's by the way um firstly i do not really understand how important it was for the president to show up but with the excuse 
that was being um, thrown out to the public by um, the chief, the sorry, the special why, assistant. Why did you, on, you don't think it's important? Yeah, I don't think it's important. I think there's certain duties that that's that the president ought to. As a matter of fact, to be very honest, I'm not trying to be insensitive here. And when I heard the news, I almost shed a tear because. I was really touched because you know yeah, this is my here editing on, on Friday and this is and this like, is yeah. this is this is somebody I told you I root for. Remember, if you remember our yeah. past episodes? Mm-hmm. Like I'm really I was one of the first people to say on this podcast here. I said, let's give him some time. Yeah. I believed in him. I don't know why. I saw him as somebody who was gallant enough and serious enough to tackle the mm. challenges, security challenges we were encountering. The we are still encountering in the country. So I was rooting for him a lot. But then I was expecting that. First of all, we've lost a whole lot of people. If you see how the news was put out there to the public, it was, it was like, like I mean, it was like the media houses or people really didn't care so much about the other people that were, um, that were on board the the ill-fated flight. Mm. At the same time, it still goes to show you how the presidency sees the rest of Nigeria. This is just him trying to explain this in. Um, this is him trying to explain his absence yeah. with, or trying to explain his absence with regards to every other death that's been going on in the country and every other problem, security challenges we've been experiencing in the country. This is him using this same avenue now to explain how mm. much empathy he has towards the Nigerian people. Now, I'm not, I'm not now, I'm not now looking at the person or the position or the portfolio of the chief of staff. I'm looking at the chief of staff now as a human being. First of all, the president didn't attend. Yeah, I mean, how many how many times has this sympathized with all the deaths going on the country? Chief of staff, no, a I'm chief coming. of army staff as a human being. I'm coming. I'm coming. We're dealing I'm with coming. offices. We're dealing with yeah. offices. Yeah. We, we are dealing with offices. He, yeah. he, could have, he might as well send. He might as well send his wife or anybody there. But what we should look at first of all, there's nuance to this whole argument. I'm not supporting. I'm not for him. At same, I'm sorry. I'm not for him. At the same time, I'm also not um, endorsing the fact that the president had to be there. Yeah. When Yaradua passed. Good luck, Jonathan wasn't there. But he sent his wife. His wife was there at Yaradua's funeral. Was he in the country? Good luck, Jonathan was in the country. Yes. He was in the country, but he wasn't there. But there were reasons for that. Um, security experts actually explained that. They said he needed 48-hour clearance for that. And knowing that the ex-president, Good luck, Jonathan, I'm sorry, Yaradua, the late president, was a Muslim, he had to be buried immediately. So there was no room for that 48-hour security clearance. So you wouldn't knock the president down for not coming out. But then he sent his wife to represent him. His wife was, if you look at the videos, you will see his wife crying next to us, sorry, sympathizing with the the former, the late president's wife, the late president's widow, um, Turai Yaradua. So I would also, I was, I was expecting them to explain the same thing to us as why the president didn't show up until Garbashe, who clearly has been representing himself, has been speaking for himself and not the president. No, he's been speaking for the presidency. Actually, I think, yeah. um, what's his name? Governor Akira Dudu came out recently to say no, we should disregard everything. No, I believe, no, no, I believe, I believe, I believe, yeah. no, I believe Akira Dudu. We've, we've had this over and over. The yeah, presidency has come up from the presidency has, and said that this man is not speaking on behalf of the presidency. He's the you, spokesman of the president. Mr. Sal, so. do you understand that everybody in that presidency... So let's not have, deviate anyway. I'm not deviating. Let's, they let's all have go. their jobs. Everyone, so Gabashehu came up and he see, everyone, said whatever everyone, said. everyone in the presidency have their job. They have yeah. what they do. And lately, there's one job all of them have in common and it's damage control, as we all know. So they come out and talk. It's just sometimes when you're trying to control the damage and you're causing more damage, like the excuse Gabashehu put out there, it wasn't yeah. enough, it wasn't good enough. Enough excuse. If you tell me the president couldn't come out because 
he needed a 48 hour clearance. It's like made a lot of sense. Mm. So on these notes, I would actually, I would actually, um, I would actually not endorse the president for not coming. He could have come if that was the only excuse they had mm. that he didn't want to cause commotion because he cared about the people. So what I would say basically, my to sum this whole thing up, I think the president cared less and he externalized this in his actions for mm. not coming out. At the same time, I think it will also be it will also be it will also be penitent for the president to use the time, whatever time he could have used to come out, to use that time to tackle the other challenges we have in the country because. Man, I just don't really know. At this point, I really don't know what the president really cares about because clearly, I think the president is the most. I think he's is the is the most comfortable citizen right now in the country. He's so comfortable that so many things don't matter to him right now. So I really can't even speak for him. I don't even know at this point. Anyway, anything to add to this? Just move on. Yeah. Um. So President Buhari on Thursday appointed Major General Farouk Yahaya as the new Chief of Army Staff. Um, Major General Yaha, Yahaya was a former General Officer Commanding One Division of the Nigerian Army, as well as the Incumbent um, Theater Commander of the Counter-Terrorism, Counter-Insurgency Military Outfit in the Northeast, codenamed Operation Hadin Kai. Did I pronounce that thing right? Hadin Kai. Hadin Kai. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the appointment of uh, Major General Farouk Yahaya as the new Chief of Army Staff? I know there are some people crying out there to say there was a next in command who was yeah. an Igbo man or who is an Igbo man, you know, and the, the president had to cut down to another Northern Muslim as new COAS. Do we talk about this or do we just focus on com competency? I think as far as competency yeah. will go, we can't even we can't even put our finger on anything really because there isn't there isn't much that is being communicated with respect to the only thing that we know so far about our new chief of army staff is that he cracks jokes and he speaks Spanish. <laughs> what who, what is that I saw going that to on, on on his CV? I mean, you know on what is CV, that? How, how is that going to help? Do you understand? But why did they? And that was released by a presidential aide as well. Why did they feel the need to put this in this kind of? And we have serious insecurity going on in the country. Mediocrity. You know, you didn't put up something that would give the people hope that oh, we have we have chosen a man of uh, of this caliber that we trust we do this and you do think that. you think it's just Buhari who is coming who 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 speaks and then we suddenly feel like if he's not living in this country. His aides are not living in this country. Yeah, we meet them on social media. We, we engage with them. You see, you see what country. they give us. Yes, so yeah. it's not it's not new. I'm not I'm not surprised. I just hope that I saw a video of his um his boys really hailing when they announced that he had become okay. the chief of army staff and. They looked for for you to see young soldiers hailing like that. Then it means that there's something in there. Yeah. I I just hope that that can translate to the national spread that mm. we need because we're not just looking at the northeast. Yeah. He's been he's he's in charge of uh, one division. He's fighting the northeast and whatnot. But we have other security threats that are that are almost as important as that insurgency that we will need him to face. He will have to have that tact. He will have to have that 
presence of mind you understand to mm. to navigate certain things that are going to come up you get because he's he, he's coming in now if god spares his life he's going to be the one who will see us all through to the end of this administration yeah. you understand as chief of army staff so there are things that we would need to see for him from him going forward there are things that we hope to see for this country going forward so I just hope that uh, um, General Yahya has that, has that I, in I, here. I think just like the president, the army chief at this point in time, because we're dealing with insecurity so mm. much, you know, that is clearly dividing us. I think he has the power to bring us together yes, as well. Yes, sir. You he know? does. He so does. he, he does. should not forget that because they, they criticized the late one yeah. for that as well. I think okay. the people of the Southeast did not really like him. Mm. They complained that he was sending um, sending troops, troops to, to, yeah. to attack them and stuff. You know, because I, I feel like there, there, there are other ways, you know, we have to use wisdom right now to, to handle whatever is going on. It's not just tat for tat, mm -hmm. you know. We have to find wisdom. So I pray this one actually has wisdom to to bring us together because there's so much divide right now houston mm -hmm. um what what do you think about the, the the disappointment of the new coas what you expect from him as well um <clears throat> there's a reason for there's reason for following hierarchy when it comes to appointment yeah. especially in a time like this where a lot of people in this country a particular ethnic extraction seem to be very disgruntled due to the lopsided the incessant lopsided appointment that's been made by the presidency, which is one of the reasons for the call for secession, I mean, in the country right now. Mm. But clearly, the comfortable president, the most comfortable man in Nigeria, doesn't really care about <laughs> what we're talking about. He doesn't really care about all of these things. And let me tell you, yeah. just have that at the back of your mind that um, the president has only fueled every problem we're having right now. He has only fueled it. You don't bring out money to solve problems. when when you can actually solve these problems by logic. You, you let a lot of disgruntled people remain like that. And just when an opportunity comes out for you to actually right your wrong, you are doing, you're going about the same thing again. Anyway, I don't speak for insurgents in the South, so I can't really speak for that, but I just want you to know that even before the late chief of staff embarked on Operation Restore Peace in the East, in the yeah. Southeast, they had the meeting and there was no single representative from the Igbo extraction. There was no single representative from the Southeast in that meeting. They have never so, been since Gwari yeah. came to power. So I'm not even I'm not even surprised that the president will appoint will skip somebody from that particular ethnic extraction and appoint some other person from the north with poor knowledge of the area. Meanwhile, when it comes to tackling um, insurgency in Borno State, he will appoint a Borno man like Buratai. Anyway, it's not for me to say. But he skipped, um, the chief of army staff. He skipped other people, though. Oh, he skipped other yeah. people. Yeah, because um, the what's he called? The person, the Anambra, the man from Anambra State. I've forgotten mm. his name. The general, the major general from Anambra State, yeah. is said to be of the same um, brigade as what's he called? As uh, the late the chief of army staff. Yeah. They were all from the thirty fifth course, thirty fifth regular course. So anyway, that's their that's their problem. General Yaya, before they put up his profile and the fact that he could speak Spanish and all that. All I know and all I remember about him was when he managed counterinsurgency and he still has a lot of allegations in the Niger Delta where I was that he took bribe to bombard um, Baramatu community. I just hope that's not the case. I hope it's as clean as it comes because what the South needs right now is somebody who understands the terrain and since he has a little experience with the South or with working in the South, I wish him only the best to be able to handle um, <clears throat> counterinsurgency and anti-secessionists. I'm uh, sorry, and secessionist um, clamor in the southeast. Mm. 
I wish him all the best. Um, <clears throat> finally, I think that the president, clearly, from my opinion, is not really interested in solving the problem of insecurity. Yahaya should take this as a personal, um, what's the word? You should take it as a personal, as a personal course to handle it. We're not looking at the presidency at this are, point. Are you a legend right now? Can, I'm, not, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not a legend. I don't want to put a legend because see, see, you're seeing this thing. But you don't know the mind. Though. Listen, listen, so you're, brother, you're, I'll explain this thing to you. Yeah. Why, I'm, why I'm here admonish, I'm trying to admonish you. Yeah. Everybody or close to 70% of the people who spoke at the funeral of the last chief of army staff, the, sorry, the, the late chief of army staff said, he had plans to end insurgency in Nigeria, to end insecurity in Nigeria. He was on the verge. Even the previous one, Burazai came there and said, or made a statement and said, he regrets the death of the late chief of Amista because he was at the verge of curbing mm. insecurity that he couldn't curb. Anyway, I'm only asking that Yahya should also move in with that same, um, General Yahya should move in with that same motivation and try to um, bring an end to insurgency because with every approach that they've used in recent time, I mean, you, and partly from most states, you bombarded Olu. Olu was never as radical as the North East. Let's kick the ballistics here. You sent air jets and all the, I'm sorry, what do you call them? And, um, you went, you sent your blitzkrieg, you went there and were shooting with, with, you're shooting with choppers and all of that. I've never known the South East to be that, I mean, to be that um, restive that you would go and start shooting and all that. But if you think it was actually the best approach and that was how he was trying to end it, well, I'm really also advising, admonishing this one to um, not to tread carefully and not further aggrieve the people of the Southeast and just tread the wisdom since it's somebody who also knows that area. I'm just basically trying to admonish him because, I mean, the best I can give him right now is my support. The sad, the sad, the sad incident with the, with the late chief of staff is everybody's concern. And, I sympathize with the family and I am just using this as a medium of admonition to, you know, admonish yeah. the incoming one. I can only give him my support, but clearly the president hasn't really handled it the best way. An evil man will understand the evil terrain better. Okay, but, uh, but we're not just looking at the Southeast, we're looking at uh, the entire region of Nigeria. Anyway, we wish uh, Major General Farouk Yahaya the best. You know, we hope for the best. Nigerians are optimistic. Please um, do not let us down. Um, so, moving on. Ahmed Issa, popularly known as Ordinary President, was caught on video again, physically assaulting a grown man. That's the host of Brackett's uh, family human rights show. Yeah, Human Rights Radio. Yeah, I don't watch it, so you guys forgive me. Yeah, um, so in the video on Sarah um, TV's YouTube page, Ordinary President was seen giving the young man a very hot slap while answering questions posed to him by Ahmed Issa. So, Henry, you were telling me earlier that that's an old video, yeah? The new video that surfaced of him um, slapping the man. Is that a recent... Is that no, a video that came after he had I was slapped... Was okay, you were the one telling me earlier. But did that video come after he had slapped the girl? That video wasn't even this year. Mm. So it was not this year. It wasn't even this year. So this has, been, this has been happening behind the scene anyway. That's why I brought it up because we talked about this thing last week, mm. you know, and you guys spoke very highly of him. We felt like that was the first time he had committed a blunder, you know, and we, you guys said he should be forgiven. And, um, you know, if he has to face whatever 
consequences he should face it but we should really forgive him because of what he does for the people you know because even when this second video came up i was reading comments on 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 the blog page where i saw it and many nigerians were still speaking very highly of him and i was confused and i'm like this guy must really be something to you people they didn't care if he slapped somebody if he didn't slap anybody they didn't give a damn at all you know they were really for him they felt he should be forgiven they felt the guy that was slapped deserved to be slapped Seth. <laughs> you know you know the way our people can be so yeah so um then it's today or yesterday hmm. nbc suspended the radio show and the radio program that he does so i just brought this to find out what you guys think about uh this especially the the, the response from nbc Okay, so I will, uh, I'm just going to breeze through that very quickly. First of all, I think comments that you see on social media are more than ever in Nigeria's uh, social media space is being directly manipulated. So we shouldn't even bother with what comments we are seeing and how many people are in support and how many people are against. Because I think everybody has come to understand that once you have a controversy on social media, mm. pay a certain group of people and they'll put your own narrative out there and, mm. and all of that. Now, I've not changed my opinion about Ahmed Issa, yeah. ordinary president. This is because uh, I've been able to see how his show has helped people get justice that would otherwise not be available to them. You understand? However, as I said last, um, last episode as well, Ahmed Issa must lead exemplarily. Yeah. If you are called the ordinary president, show your ordinary people how they should be. They, sh they should be, be accountable and responsible for their actions. Mm. Anything that comes up as, a, as punitive measures against Ahmed Issa, I believe he should humbly accept it do whatever penance there is and if there is a way for him to come back after that and continue that work because people need him to continue that work where government has where government has become more alienated from the way people have become more alienated from government and all yeah. of that we need this kind of bridge uh, these bridge builders you understand that can still help some people because when a woman whose livelihood is to sell akara mm -hmm. when she can get some form of justice you know that the whole world has not yeah, turned this upside is down a shame on the government though because uh, somebody messaged me on, on instagram mm -hmm. defending um the guy mm -hmm. And the thing I said to to him, and I'm I'm like, if if we had a government, if we had a system that that, that actually works, we will not need him. You know, we will not need him for people to be defending him, physically assaulting people. Mm -hmm. You know, for people to accept you committing a crime or or or, or, or bringing harm to somebody, for people to defend it, because despite comments being manipulated still, mm. there are people, just like you said right now, rely on this man for Just, whatever justice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame on the society. It is. It is an indictment <laughs> on the, on the government, on the government yes. not yes. the society. Yeah? I agree with you. Mr. Houston. Mm-hmm. What's your take? Does, does your stance? <laughs> <laughs> your stance of last week because last week you were very. Um, um, <coughs> first of all, I would like to correct the notion yeah. with this video. It's actually the first video, not the second one. Um, he criticized Sarah Reporters on Tuesday, and Sarah Reporters posted an old video on Wednesday. The baby cried. Uh, the witch cried in the night. The baby died in the morning. It's simple. Just like Henry rightly said. Um, yeah, social media, social media, mean anything. Wait, no. The video is there. 
doesn't mean anything. I actually, I actually don't know how to talk when you're talking, but I, I answer sure. Yeah, but does uh, it mean anything? That's my counter well, well, question. Well, well, you bring in the fact that, okay, <laughs> they've brought a bad that you have done. You have done a bad you already. Now. I'm asking you now. <laughs> now. Yeah, but go though. Uh, yeah. First of all, social media, the social media community aren't, they aren't the judge. They aren't the judge of um, whatever anybody does outside yeah. social media. Um, secondly, Onari Ahmed Musa, after the second video or after the second incident, checked himself into rehab. Just in case you don't know, he checked himself into rehab. He's already um, registered for sessions. And how how did sessions. you know? Because I follow his show. He even called the, the head of the rehab on his show and said, This is what I'm going to do. This is what I've chosen to do and apologized. So I don't know if what there's is any much. in the rehab? Was it fixed? Was it definitely? Anger management. He's going in for oh, anger so management. He has anger. Yeah, he has anger management. And just in case you think he has not done so much, if you criticize him for just, I mean, two floors. I, I don't know. We have seen, though. Well, just, just, I think you should also take into consideration, you should take cognizance of the work. Did you, you watch, did you watch Cameroonians the video? Are, did Cameroonians you watch the video? Are, I watched every single video. And yeah, I will um, not knock yeah. a man who speaks for Voiceless no, 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 no. Houston, wait, wait. Two if you watch that of... video, no, it's not matter of and like this second video. He has checked himself into a real what do you I, want to I do? I watched the conversation. You know? Why are you slapping? You can easily okay, just Okay, let me explain to you. Since you want me, since you want me, since you want me, since you want me to talk, I'm 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 really, really calm today, but since you want me to talk, anyway, I'll explain to you. Bro. Listen. Are you ordinary ordinary Ahmed, Isa. Hmm? Experiences things. He has his challenges and experiences. Outside Zanga issues. He has some extra challenges he experiences on the show. If you listen to the show very often, which I am usually very private to, I listen to some of the shows and I see mm. he thinks, he says, people come with their genuine problems and you see some other people outside making money from these people without the, what's it called? Without, um, without the people, the, the original owners of this show knowing what's happening. They ask people, write down your name, get me a list, pay so, so, so amount. People make money with his name on his behalf. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Things happen. And this thing gets to spoil his name. People try to tarnish this man's name anyhow. Do you understand? Now, these things happen. I'm not advocating um, fiscal, ac fiscal actions or going, you know, using your hands to slap people and all yeah. that violence. No, I will never do that. But I'm trying to tell you that, first of all, this man is, is, is human. We are forgiving worse people in this country because we believe that they can change. Now, ordinary Ahmed Isa, the first time I said we should forgive him, and when this video came out, the second video came out, even though it's an old incident, I'm saying, okay, this man has an, he has anger issues. But just before I even came to that conclusion, he himself realized and checked himself, and he says it even today. If you listen to his show today, on Friday today, today this morning, he said he has anger issues. He wasn't joking about it. He has checked himself. He repeated it again, and it was yesterday he Did checked he himself. Did he need the videos to come out before he could Listen, realize that he had anger? Sometimes, issues. sometimes, sometimes, as humans, you need certain people to also tell you things before you know that you actually have these problems. You might be doing something, and it's so normal to you. It is just innocuous as far as you see it. You think this thing is harmless. I'm just doing it. But when people tell you, that's that's what they call teachability. When you know that you can actually go out of your humility, you know, ah, I can actually be taught. And you take correction. He has taken the correction and has checked himself inside. Right now, you're sounding Mr. Sal like somebody who wants to witch hunt him. Like you have a personal problem with witch him. Hunting, you should cut though. the man some slack. He's been called in Kenya. People all over Africa. See, Africa, they called Shemukuti describe Nigeria as the biggest crime scene in, in the world. 
Africa experiences daily. We experience human rights abuses daily, and no, there's nobody to speak for the people. Heel, now, this is one person speaking for people. He's violating people's human rights. Do you see the contradiction? He's, listen, yeah, he's violating people's human rights. Yeah. He comes back to make recompense for all of these things he's doing. Do the other people, your back. government that violates human rights, what do they do? Do they, do they show no, any no, form no, of recompense for all of those things they do? Please cut the man some slack. No, in Houston, you said he he's helping. He has checked himself. Right, he but, has checked himself into yeah, rehab. We should all relax and let this man leave, please. No, the, the thing I want to say though, I hear whatever you have said, but I think we should get ourselves as a people to a place, you know, where we don't just accept whatever is available and see it as the best. Because that's what I see people do, you know? Oh, we don't have this, we don't have that, then you get this, that is not really the best, and we should jump up and thank God. I don't think so, man. Like, call bad, bad at any point in time, you know? Call good, good at any point in time. You're not doing me a favor if you're helping me sort out my human rights issue. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, I didn't do say, not do I didn't it. Say no, you should, say I didn't no. say you shouldn't pay for what he yeah. did. But if, first of all, he came out and it takes a man to come out and give a public apology, especially, in a, especially anyway. in a country with proud people like Nigerians. It takes a real man to come out and apologize for his wrong deeds. Now he came out and apologized for this. Yeah, he has checked he, himself into rehab. I don't think he, he, he has acknowledged the fact that he has anger management issues. What else now? You want to tie him rope? Anyway, First go. of all, last week you said you don't know this man. I don't something know him though, but me, I think something for me, I don't like when I see people maltreated. So the residents of the southern and northern parts of Kaduna State have agreed to split the state into two as a means of guaranteeing lasting peace among the people. Uh, for those that do not know, Christians dominate the southern part of Kaduna, while the houses and Fulani Muslims dominate the northern part of the state. Henry Kwa, am I correct? Yeah. All right. Um, speaking during the presentation and defense of their memos, both of them presented memos, at the Senate Ad Hoc Committee and House of Representatives Special Committee on the Review of the 1999 Constitution, both sides stressed that creating new states from the present Kaduna state would go a long, a long way in curbing the bloody violence that seems to defy every solution and therefore called on the National Assembly to amend the Constitution to allow for the creation of new states. Um, Henry Kwa. Yes, sir. I brought this up mostly because of you. But you, you grew up in Kaduna. Yes. Yeah, yes, you grew up there. You're not from there. Yes. So he's not from Kaduna, even if he's only saying ba ba ba. Yeah. So, um, so what do you think about this new um, uh, uh, proposal? You know, they're calling on National Assembly to amend the constitution to let's go our separate ways. They think that will be the solution because there have been a lot of killings in uh, um, Southern Kaduna for, for years. You know, so these are the, the people coming out right now to say this whole thing. This is the solution. Do you mm. think this is the solution, Erequa? Yes, I think I think this has been on this has been on the on the cards for a while, mm. on the table for a while. This is a conversation that happened in 1996-97, I think, when Abacha was creating the additional six states. Yeah, yeah the, the the move was to develop what well, was to create, I think, the Kaura, the Kauru state out mm. of Kaduna State, that's the southern part, mm. you know. And tensions have built and built and built and built up to, the, up to this point where it looks as if every other day is a killing bonanza in southern Kaduna. Mm. I think already in the capital of the city, 
the, the, the that, that divide has become clearer. Mm. You understand the when I say Christians, so to speak, are uh, and the, uh, and the uh, at the southern part of the Kaduna state capital yeah. and in the northern part you have more muslims you understand mm -hmm. this division has been on since before the sharia riots of 2000 2001 you understand so i think for both of them for both sides to come together and say listen this is the only solution mm -hmm. i think we've even we've even gotten somewhere mm -hmm. maybe nigeria can look at what is happening in kaduna and learn a thing or two, a thing or two about how to bring settlement to the table and how to agree on settlement i just wonder what is going to happen with southern kaduna being that over the years mm -hmm. government has one way or the other prioritized developments in the northern part of kaduna state mm -hmm. you get so it means that the southern part of kaduna state will have to be start will not be starting from the same level with the northern parts you understand you already have the northern part, Zaria falls into the northern part. That's we have Zaria, we have Nuba Mali Polytechnic. That I'm trying to call academic institutions now. ABU yeah. Zaria, Nuba Mali Polytechnic, the School of Aviation, SBRS, and all, what do you have? All of them are the concentrated. Well. Yes, the airport mm. is also in the northern part of the Kaduna metropolis itself. You get so there's a lot of development that has gone on in that in those areas and I think the South will have to, well, we'll see again as well. Do you well think the South whether, was intentionally ignored in terms of development? Yes, Sal. The truth about it is, if you remember the minutes from Mr. Mr. The, the Honorable Minister for Information, if you remember the minutes from his alleged meeting, but his meeting that we saw on, on online, you understand, where he presided, you you'd remember some of the things that he stated then, and that was when Yakoa was in charge, was, was the governor of Kaduna State. Yakoa is from the south, he's a Christian, you understand, there were lots of things that were said in there, they, they, they were afraid that Yakoa coming would make that those developments that over time had been concentrated in the northern part of Kaduna mm -hmm. to now be moved to the southern part of Kaduna. I believe that there was even an issue with the Kaduna State University. You understand before it moved to where it is currently. You get so there's always been that that dynamic, and I feel I feel like any state that is divided like that will always have that that um, that issue. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm just thinking like if they go ahead to create these two new states, you know. It's not like when you create a state in Nigeria, everybody just stays in their state. Mm -hmm. At some point, we still need to mix up. Yeah. So if they cannot stay together, so what's the living condition going to be like there? When they now are they going to have very strict boundaries where don't cross? No, I don't think cross. I think I think yeah. what the what the um, people of the south are actually after. I think their interest is could be slightly different from the interest of people in the northern part who had the same submission with them. I think what the south wants is to be able to control their security apparatus themselves. Mm. They want someone who is from their side who will speak, who will understand where they're coming from and try as much as possible to do his best. Because you can tell from what has been happening that the southern part of the state does not feel like the current administration has done enough to protect them. Do you understand? So many times they've gone for their town hall meetings and the thing has ended up in chaos and whatnot. The killings have not stopped, you know, over time. So I feel like what they want is an executive in place for their own state that will now be held responsible. Let's assume that the northern, um, the people from the northern part of the state have done all that they can. Let the people from the south now determine their own security and their own uh, source of livelihood by themselves. Okay. And you were talking about development. You were talking about mm. them being, them feeling left, um, 
backwards yeah. and they have to start from here why these guys it's, have gone for that so you see, me i look at it as a as an advantage that's what i want to say you know because mm. i think that they have a platform if they do get a state mm. you know where they could actually map out something and design a great state for themselves yeah i yeah, think i, I think, think so. that's that's why i think mm. that's why i think that nigeria can learn one or two things from kaduna state if kaduna can get it right it means nigeria can get it right it means restructuring can actually be birthed yeah. in nigeria we can have a new you know, republic, you understand, where certain things are done very very rightly, but you cannot remove Southern Kaduna from the rest of Nigeria. Mm. Do you understand? The, the people who are there are Nigerians. Some of them are in top, top positions. Some of them have been in top positions for years before now. You understand? Now, it is the same mentality that we have. Now, I wish that Southern Kaduna was starting, like, the way, if you've ever been, if you've ever been to Kaduna, the way the Kaduna metropolis is, that's the best that you have in anywhere in Kaduna State. Now, that is not good enough, if you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from. Now, where we are looking at um, dwindling resources, what is the quota that they are going to use to share these spaces? Because you know already that the number of, the number of local governments that you can call under your, under your, um, your state, it, it gives you whatever you're supposed to be, um, what do they call it? Entitled to from the fact uh, from the fact account. So I think there's still a lot of areas that will still need to be that will still need to be um, what did it call ironed out. I really wish that Southern Kaduna was starting on the same level with Northern Kaduna. I really wish that. But as you said, it's an opportunity I, for I, them I, to I, show us never what can really happen. As long happen. as there's going to be peace, though, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Houston, do you want to add anything to this? No. The Kaduna gist. Not your gist. It's not your gist. Yeah. Um, so the 2021 World Population Review of the World Bank has rated Nigeria as the richest African country with a gross domestic product, that's GDP, of $514 billion. Um, the ranking comes despite the spate of insecurity, high rate of inflation, unemployment, extreme poverty, and recession in the country. And Nigeria is followed by Egypt with um, $394 billion, South Africa with $329 billion, Algeria with $151 billion, Morocco with $124 billion, Kenya with $106 billion, Ethiopia with $93 billion, Ghana, I really wanted to get to the Ghana one. That's why I'm reading this. Ghana with $74 billion. And Ghana has been getting all the multinational uh, corporations. And the headlines are that go with that. Exactly. 74 compared to $514 billion. Anyway, part of the statement um, from the World Bank reads, it says, Nigeria is the richest and most populous country in Africa. The country's large population of 211 million is a likely contributor to its large DGP. Nigeria is a middle income, mixed economy, and emerging market with growing financial service, communications, and technology sectors. So, um, looking at the reality we have, you know, there's high cost of everything right now, there's extreme poverty in Nigeria and these guys are saying we are the richest country in Africa. 
Mr. Histe, what's your take on this report from the World Bank Population Review 2021? So I really, I, I really do not know how they came up with all of those figures for Nigeria, especially because I mean, just like you rightly said, mm. the high rate of poverty in Nigeria. Yeah, my brother, I don't know if these guys were calculating Dangote's revenues or they were calculating the population, they were calculating the number of people in mm. place of money, or they were calculating the number of Yahoo boys we have. Honestly speaking, I don't know how oh, they came up with those figures. Yahoo boys. I don't know how they came up with those figures, but I completely disagree with all of that because I know Nigeria has been rich and the people have always been poor, but we are at a point that we've never attained in this level. Mm. I mean, just yesterday, the dollar got to the, uh, sorry, the Naira got to 500 to a yeah. dollar. So are you giving us this kind of thing in the same week? I don't understand. I don't know who but, they're trying to But what, does the poverty in the country you know, does it take away the fact that the country is rich? Because I don't think so. I think Nigeria oh. is a rich country. Oh, I think oh, there's oh. a lot of money. Oh, actually, it does take. If you if you take if you take for if you take cognizance of the um, if you take cognizance of the the the, the um, reduction in the price of oil, international oil price, mm. and how much we haven't been exporting in recent time, or like the past. Mm. Also, you consider the the inflation rate in Nigeria and how the dollar has actually, how the Naira has actually fallen over time mm. and our external reserves. I mean, the dollar got to, the Naira got to $500 because we lost over a billion dollars in our external reserves. So when you look at all these things, I really do not know who they're trying to impress with all of those figures because mm. I, I, I find, I'm not an economist, but I find it very difficult to understand. It's not like it has ever been with our, with our, um, what's it called? Budgets. Before now, we had budgets that ran into billions, and now our budgets are running into trillions. And they're still talking about pardon and all and that. We have so, to borrow. To and we have to borrow. Exactly. Only this year, we've borrowed like twice. Yeah. So between last year and this year, we've borrowed like three times. And we're still looking forward, looking to borrow again. So, how do they, like, these are purported figures, if you ask me. I don't know how they come up with these things. Heroqua, hmm. what do you think about the report? Uh, I remember when the uh, administration before this one went you know, was rounding up, so to speak. And then mm. I think a year before the elections, uh, Nigeria rebased its economy and became bigger than South Africa. Mm. Basically, what we did was to recalculate sectors that were not involved in the last calculation mm -hmm. to realize what the value of the Nigerian economy really was. Mm. Now, the, the, what do they call it? GDP is more mm. like your total assets at the during a during a period so when they say your gdp is 500 and something billion yeah. it's just like saying south's assets are worth so so and so amount mm -hmm. you understand does this translate to whether south's children go to the best schools not necessarily Why? it does not it indicate should, that it should, it should yeah, yeah it should now it does not necessarily indicate that we also have to understand that nigeria's economy is highly reliant on crude oil exports mm -hmm. if crude oil ticks up Nigeria's GDP, the value of our assets ticks up as well. Mm. I think what is most important, a figure that Nigerians should look at more closely is the uh, GDP per, per capita. Do you understand? Right. Mm -hmm. That's when they look at your population and what you have, and then they break it down and say, okay, this is what the value of one person's, now that's the value of the country, if it was going to be 
investing in one person, this is what it will be. Now, when you look at that, the figure is very, very crazy. Nigeria is about 135. Yeah. But million. Does, does, that, does that figure still mean anything? Because when you do that calculation mm. and you look at the reality on ground, where mm. most of the monies, the funds in the country are in very few hands, what does that now so mean? So that's, that's what GDP does for mm. you. If you look at the, if you look at the uh, European countries, yeah, it is when you calculate GDP, and then you calculate it per capita. That's where you see the true wealth. When you say that, when you say a country is rich, Bob, you're putting it. You're, you're that's in economics. GDP does not is not well. It's, it's not. It's not something that people look up to and say, "Ah, oh, no, GDP is at this." Ah, uh, no, no. People don't think about that. Yeah. They look at it more as GDP per capita. So it means that if the government is supposed to spend on healthcare, security, education, and blah 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 for one person, yeah. this is the amount. That the government can likely spend on that person for mm. that for, for that for those particular services. Now, where Nigeria is, Nigeria has the assets in terms of crude oil exports, uh, um, size of the market, the sheer size of our population. That's the reason why they they uh, tout. You see, they always put our GDP side by side with our with our population. Yeah. At two hundred and eleven, Nigeria mm. by two, by twenty thirty is expected to be the most populous country in the world. You understand? Now, at that rate, it means that whatever you come to sell in Nigeria, you will yeah, find a market for it. You understand? Uh, so that's all that it means to the common man on the street. Otherwise, it is still the money in the same hands and the uh, inequality gap widening as... But even the money in the same hands, mm. it's not like it used to be a year ago, two years ago. And no the doubt. Past. No doubt. I mean, this is recently where we had to, the government had to start printing Naira and all of that. So yeah. I do not understand this. Yeah, what what even the print now? So okay. So now, so let me let me let me just shed a bit more light on this. Yeah. Yeah. In serious countries, you come with this your GDP figures. You come with your population figures. You come mm. with your projections for several years ahead mm -hmm. to tell investors that listen, we have the space for you to come and invest. Nigeria. When was the last time that Nigeria went anywhere purposefully? Look at look at the uh, free, uh, uh, African Continental Free Trade uh, Agreement. We we bought, we bottled it. You understand? And we're we have a lot of investors leaving you know, as well. You know, and then so there I'm are like, those that will not even look at us. So I don't mean. think I don't think that in the in the grand scheme of things, this GDP uh, to me it doesn't count. Size, no, in the houses and the quality of life is still terrible. So basically, what was being calculated is just a projection. No, what was being calculated is what the value of the things that Nigeria sold and bought last year. Do you understand? So when you finish... Last year, last year economically, last year was one of our worst years. I don't know. These figures are just ridiculous Still, because people are poor. Everything is very high. We cannot afford anything. People are losing jobs. People don't even have we jobs. Had, we had ships, oil. Yeah. We had oil on, on sea that weren't being sold. So... I still don't understand. Still, like it's it's. But that's that's the that's the report anyway. So mm. <laughs> whatever this means to anybody. But anyway, the Kano State Commissioner of Police, Samaila Diko, <laughs> Samaila Diko, on Wednesday, said that um, all Fulani headsmen entering the state, that's Kano State, henceforth. Mm must get a clearance from the police command of the state where they are coming from, to Kano. So addressing journalists shortly after an emergency security meeting with the heads of security agencies in the state, Diko said that any Fulani headsman that enters Kano state without a clearance would be turned back immediately. 
Um, he stated that the decision is part of the security arrangements that have been made by the command in a bid to maintain peace and security in the state. Mr. Hustio, mm. mm. what did you think about this when you saw this though? Clearly, it's speaking for itself. I was shocked. That's that's yeah. a double standard we experience in this country. Yeah, like I was actually so very even, shocked. So even even the canal, yeah. even the canal um security architecture is scared of people infiltrating. Yeah. They fear infiltration. And, and, and there was so much cry for the the, the, the ban of open grazing by the southern state governors. And these ones didn't even have to consider or or, or, or and, even. And, and do you understand? Do, do, do you know what this yeah. is? The smallest state by landmass in Nigeria is supposed to be Anambra State. The, the states in the southeast are so small that about four states in the southeast, and this is not me exaggerating, about small about four states in the southeast, Anambra Imo, um, Anambra Imo, Enugu, and one of the state, Abia states mm. can actually fit comfortably in Kano. Wow. Yes. So if these are some if some people tell you that this is their problem and you fight them for not allowing your cows or your people or people you sympathize with roam freely in their region and you are actually scared so clearly what it means is these guys actually chase this, their people out to go 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 take like take these things down to down south take your problem down south don't bring it to us so they're actually scared of infiltration it's crazy man i really don't have much to say about this but i, I i'm glad this is coming from the canal uh, police command because this will only make the southern not necessarily southern governors it will only make the southerners a lot more aggressive with their approach to repel these people because that's 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 only what we can actually do in the south. Let me read exactly what um, the guy said so that the, um, people get the words from the Kano State Police Command. They said there must be a sort of letter showing that um, they are coming to Kano State from that state. That's the state that they're coming from. And it says so. Anyone who comes without a clearance from our police formations from the state they are coming from will definitely be stopped and turn back to where they came from and it goes on to say we will not accept anybody coming here illegally we may not know the kind of persons they are they may be criminals you know they may be bandits or other bad people so we will not accept it here when this came out Okay, before this came out, when the ban on open grazing came out, we had the AGF that came out to cite section 41 of the 1999 constitution. We had the presidency that came out to shout freedom of movement, citing the constitution, movement of persons. There, many SANs cleared them and said, no, the southern governors were banning animals. Here we have a clear situation where the Kano state government is clearly banning freedom of movement of human beings yeah they didn't come to say come with cattle they say any heads man coming you know bring clearance that's to me infringing the fundamental human rights of freedom of movement in the country but the thing i want to ask you there's no outcry i've not seen any backlash no group has come out to condemn the presidency has not spoken everybody has come quiet because our solutions have to come from us do you understand? If we are having issues with military uh, formations being attacked in the southeast mm. or wherever it is, the people who identify as leaders of those groups must 
stand and say this is wrong this must be done right yeah, but that's I what the southern governors yeah, do now, now so mm -hmm. the thing now is it's like your child cannot be punished by another person outside i have to flog my child myself that's basically what you're saying yeah, but if your child is in my house though exactly i well, I, uh, I get your point so basically <laughs> where i'm going with this is I wish we had gotten here sooner. If you see the progression of what we've been, how we've been trying to cover this issue, we started with Funam. You remember when they gave the ultimatum, yeah. and then we went on to the bill that was part that the um, Senate was um, trying to pass, and how I said it could help put some kind of structure mm. in here. I think the northern the northern um, leaders are beginning to realize that. We cannot continue to hide behind this is their nature. Mm. They're beginning to realize that. You understand? Now, they're beginning to realize as well that while they think they can defend every Fulani person, every Fulani herdsman, every attacker, not all of them are theirs. You mm. understand? Now, if you, if you live in denial mm. about that, Eventually, it will become it will become your problem at home. You mm -hmm. understand? Because once all the southern states start to say you can't do that here, you can't do that, they have to go back where they can do that. And if you don't have genuine people in those groups, as you have claimed that those people are genuine people, mm -hmm. if there are no genuine people, it means that all the miscreants are coming back to you as well. You understand? So I think this is just this is just ripe for us to have some form of legislation that regulates this. Uh, uh, cattle farming from beginning to the end. I think it is ripe for us to have legislation, for us, for us to have a policy in place that says, listen, you can't do this the way you've been doing it. If you do it like this, you are a threat to yourself, you are a threat to us, and you are a threat to other people. But do you think you, um, they are actually right to go about it, go about it um, this way, or do you think they could have, you know, legalized this first? Because this is unconstitutional if it's we're looking same, at the constitution. It's the same, it's the same you know, Nigeria. even if nobody's talking about it though, it's imagine the southern yeah. It's the same yeah. thing with Nigeria, you mm. know. I think I think some of our some of our leaders go to bed, they have this fantastic idea, they wake up and then boom, they're on the street, they've announced on the radio and blah blah blah, and it has become like that. You need to understand that for a very long period Nigeria has been a military state. Mm. We are still used to this type of leaders. That's the reason why you hear people say they prefer they prefer a dictator to a true democrat mm -hmm. like we have like we did in 2015 and even in 2019 yeah. you understand so it's in nigerian nature the our laws are only useful when they can defend the rich against the poor once it is the poor against the rich or mm -hmm. any other thing outside of that it's our laws on stand i think to a large extent they'll be able to enforce this because they have the hisba and hisba is What's the word now? It's all over the state. You get all local governments. So it means that even the borders will actually be policed by these guys. And, you know. This is actually, this yeah. is actually not the first time we're seeing something like this. I remember in 20, 2019, yeah. Nasarawa State started to. Then mm -hmm. our Maji was the problem. Nasarawa mm -hmm. State had to ship all their Maji. They arrested oh, every yeah. Maji. Nasarawa State and sent them to Kano State. And Kano State had to move them. Kano State woke up one day and said, Oh, they are magic, loaded all of them inside trucks and shipped so them all around again. So I think we finally too. ended up in one of those far northeastern states. So yeah, but what did that really solve though? Um it didn't really solve much, but it was a statement. It was a statement. At least now we know that I mean down south we we, we assume Everybody sympathizes with the Amajiri system. The Amajiri system is normal, even though the last administration did something good by establishing a school for them. 
some people came out and still, you know, didn't want to see the good the president did for them. And yeah. at least now we understand that it is not at just least. a solid problem, it's yeah. a problem for these people as well. And, so, and, and also, sorry, one more thing. Yeah. We also have governors in the north now. I mean, governor of Katsina State sympathizing with the southern governors as well, yeah, saying yeah, he supports yeah, yeah. the anti-Muslim yeah, regime. So, yeah. so I, I actually would like to um, congratulate the southern governors because clearly they're setting the pace. They yeah. think and the other ones actually follow. We just hope the presidency, you know, can. Or maybe the governors can actually even move Please. without even the presidency. No, they so, can. can I ask they you a favor? Can. can we have? Can we? Can we talk one day without involving the presidency? Please, because I do not understand what you, what you mean by the presidency. Okay. I don't think so. That would mean the president or the presidency is not important to Nigeria again. So we're just going to assume that we don't have a president. We don't have presidency. We just move on like that. Do we even have one? With all the pressing issues. Do we even have one though? I think we just keep beating no, that drum. Exactly. We keep beating that you drum, know? hoping that something will something talk. Something will talk, and, something and, will sound. And, and the guys that come out to represent just to just drop one, you know? Like Gabashewu came out to even say that no matter the, the bombing, no matter the insecurity, the killings, the attack on, on police stations and, and INEC offices. 2023 elections we still hold. Like and, how, and, how, and, how, and the most and the most comfortable man came out to tell you that compare anyway, you know where we came from in 2015. Let's go, man. So the Sultan of Sokoto, Muhammad Saad Abubakar, on Wednesday called on the National Assembly. Nothing was happening, you know, nobody talked about this. Baba called on the National Assembly to regulate the use of the social media rather than banning it in Nigeria. The Southern stressed that the country can emulate how the use of social media is being controlled in other countries. He said, and I quote, as lawmakers, what do you do about social media? I am not saying ban social media, but regulate it. We have seen it happen all over the world. Uh, why can Nigeria not borrow from that? It is important for us. And I hope this seminar, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. That's not important. So um, the Southern has called for the regulation. I don't know what it means by regulate because these guys come out and just say these things. When you say regulate, and I don't know what made uh, him call for this. So See, people, people is, are. Is there something that happened? Because so I, I could not find anything. That so happened. many, so many people are indirectly. Mm? Mm. Now this is the Sultan, so I have to talk respectfully. But I know a lot of people in this country are indirectly trying to turn this country into Pyongyang. They're trying to turn this country into the capital of North Korea, oh. but they do not know how to come out and say it as it is. What is no, no, ed educate, you know, educate the, the viewers right now. Yes, I'm actually going to educate the capital, viewers yeah, so that we understand. They're trying to turn Nigeria into North Korea because in North Korea you have a definite hairstyle, you have about two stations there that the, that the public are allowed to watch. You mm. cannot browse more than three different sites, and all the sites are being regulated by the government, literally. The government run your life. That's basically. Sorry, so, sorry. I just want to ask: Do they have Pornhub in North Korea? No, they oh, don't. They don't have Facebook. It's, it's as bad as it's as bad as you. Yeah. You can't worship any. You can't practice any religion. You must worship. They don't have Instagram. You must worship the leader. Yeah. You don't have. You worship the supreme leader of North Korea. Hmm. What are you doing? Porn? I don't. You, you you know, no, I just want to know the level, the kind of life that they last, have. Last year, last year, a woman, last year, a woman was a woman was sentenced to jail in North Korea for saving two of her children before seeing the picture of the leader of North Korea in a burning house. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yes, she rescued her children first, and by the time she came back, the picture of so do, North Korea was burning. Do you think so the South knows what's going on in, 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 uh, in South Korea? 
Sorry? North, North Korea. Korea. North, North Korea. Korea, yeah. Do you think South and uh, South and of Sokutu knows what's going on? There? He doesn't know what's going on, but like, just like Harry said mm. minutes ago about um, the military states, mm. Nigerians, a lot of our leaders, they, 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 they use, they're used to these military decrees and proclamations that mm. they like to ask. If not, I wonder how do you regulate how do you regulate social media in a democracy? Social media is democratic. That's social media is actually democracy. Mm-hmm. This is people talking. If it affects you, you ignore it. If you um, sympathize with it or you agree with what they say, then you can actually second it. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So you coming to regulate social media. I hear this thing. I've been hearing this thing since way back 2016, I'll be 17. Mm-hmm. But in this particular administration, I started hearing about regulating social media that actually brought them brought brought about this administration. Was yeah. The social media that brought about this administration. I wonder most times, like, how do you expect that social media, like, how do you expect the social media to be regulated? When I hear this thing sometimes, I, because, see, it's like I'm not educated with, with regards to this thing. Maybe someone should educate me or throw more light on this particular thing. Mm. Do you understand? Because regulating social media is like guiding the people. Before now, there's somebody... It's like was, damage control. No, like, it's worse than damage control. I was, I was, I mean, I experienced the Abacha administration. Perception, perception control, not damage control. Exactly. Perception I experienced control. the Abacha administration. Yeah. And then one thing I remember, I was probably saying nine, eight, whatever. But one thing I remember my parents always telling me is, shh, mommy, who is Abacha? Shut up. Mommy, I'm a, shut up. Like we couldn't, Lagos, we couldn't mention Abacha in here. We had um, the military um, killer squad. We had, we had the squads, different squads. We had even Mano, see. It was crazy then. They used to fuck parents now front. Sanitation day, people wouldn't come outside. Like, you find parents, is this front of your house? This, and you find kids in military flogging people's parents. Like, we saw all of these things. Do you understand? And then people had their reservations. People couldn't speak. People couldn't just say anything. So, right now that we have the social media, where somebody can sit in the comfort of his house and say, Look, me, I don't support this thing. Hey, me, I support this thing. Hey, this governor is working. They're doing this. You're saying they should restrict all of these conversations, restrict all of these opinions. That's basically what you're trying to say is restrict the people's opinion. You're not saying necessarily stop it. You're saying restrict Determine what goes and what doesn't go. Determine what goes and what doesn't go. My brother, you can't have democracy and not and without social media, man. It has come to stay. Do you think social media, let's look at um Twitter. Mm. You know? Twitter has been a platform where the government has been dragged many times. You know? Dragged for bad. If, 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 if there was okay, let's um, Ireland is there as well. <laughs> if there was good, I believe these platforms as well could have been avenues for the government to be uh, praised. You know, for the mm-hmm. world to see. You know, so do, do you think social media is a problem we have? Like, how is social media the problem of the government? Do you think it's because of social media Nigerians are poor? I want to remove it. Do you from think it's because of social media there is insecurity? No. Do you think it's because of social media there are no jobs in Nigeria? No. no. In fact, social media has done has created more jobs than the yeah, administration. That's what, that's what they don't see. Anyway, um, now I want to I want to bring I like to to divide things and bring them to their micro states. You understand? Yeah. What we have with certain groups of people, I don't want to call them the elite anymore because I think that they're just Agbayas. For those who don't understand Yoruba, Agbaya is like big for nothing. Ah, yeah. So yeah. when you have, when you have, say, your uncle mm. or a parent at home who has soiled themselves and you see the kids cannot tell you that you have messed up, you yeah. understand? You start to say, shut up, I'm angry, man. shut up. Mm. That's where they started with their, that's where they got their idea of regulating freedom of speech. Mm. You understand? It went on from there to dictators who would say, you cannot even talk about, you cannot even whisper my name without my permission. Yeah. Don't do it. Mm. So these people have their own view of what life is like. Mm. Unfortunately, they've been around for too long. 
We did not when when social media was advancing. We did oh, not. Wow. No, I'm serious. I'm serious, sir. I've not insulted anybody. Yeah. yeah. We did not plan that. Ninety-year-old people will be leading us in the era of social media. We didn't think that Facebook. Ninety-year-old. No, I'm not calling names. We didn't think that Facebook and and Twitter will come and battle with some, you know, some yeah. octogenarians and mm. nanogenarians. I believe that. I don't know if that's what they're called. You know, but they need they need to smell the coffee. Mm. Where the world is going to freedom of speech. Is essential to yeah. where we are going to. We are gradually becoming a global village. Listen, let's use the issue of same-sex marriage. That was a tough decision under the Jonathan administration. Mm -hmm. Since 2013, I think 13, late 13, early 14 was when that legislation was legislation was passed. Mm -hmm. Over time, we have not gone back to that legislation, but over time, you will realize that there's. The, the, the needle of acceptance for same-sex marriages or even the conversation around it is gradually shifting, is gradually shifting, gradually mm -hmm. shifting. Now, when we look at things like that, it's showing us that society as, as, as a whole is headed in a particular direction. Mm. Anybody that continues to pull is just going to get yeah. tired. Yeah. Any, and another question I want to ask, can anybody really imagine in Nigeria, as bad as Nigeria is, can you imagine that there's no social media? Can you imagine that social media is regulated or banned? And outrightly banned in Nigeria. Can you imagine what will happen? Yeah. Imagine if we could not speak like this. Imagine mm -hmm. if we could not get some of these things on our chests mm -hmm. off on Twitter. Imagine what will happen to us. Oh, it's crazy though. And, and the way I look at it as well, you know, you talked about progression. Mm -hmm. You know, the world is, is changing, it's digitalizing and in a good way. You mm -hmm. know, some people move with it, some don't move. Even yeah. some people from that era, it's just like having parents, you know, your, your, your dad had this... Um, Type, typewriter, typewriter, yeah, typewriter. you know it took some parents time to move to, to get the computer. computers yes, you yes, know yes. some were still stuck there <laughs> wherever wherever you yeah. know and the thing i want to say you know if the government is working if you are doing something good you're not going to be trying to regulate anything you're not going to be thinking of you want to even mm -hmm. <laughs> create more mm -hmm. how can this goodness we're doing <laughs> circulate more around the world so, you, you understand, understand you know so there's that. there's that conversation mm -hmm. anyway um i've come to the end of today's episode Mr. Wow. Houston, do you have something in your mind like everything like you want yes to yes how come you didn't say anything about the attorney general and the indictment of the attorney general how indictments on the over the week we two billion yeah yeah over the week we understand we, we i mean they made us understand that national assembly made us understand that the attorney general i mean fighting for justice for the presidency or defending yeah, the presidency actually it will always come and deny but that's a very yeah. huge that's a very very huge allegation so yeah, i mean well, the thing with allegations though you know if somebody has not really been convicted i cannot really speak too much what's actually, what's actually been convicted from everything we're talking no, about we didn't speak on allegations here now mm. you know if they accuse somebody of stealing i don't know whether you stole you know you have come out to say you didn't steal what should I be battling with you about? Whether you still, whether you didn't steal, whether you still, whether you didn't steal. When the woman said it was the Afra, but did you, I think, did no, you investigate? No, he said it with his mouth and we heard it. And, and but did you confirm it was actually the Afra? Anyway, we're, we're done now. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. So, thank you, guys. Anyway, thank you guys for watching. Please like, subscribe, please share our video. And um, thank you for watching. Subscribe to Page 36 TV. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.